0: Welcome to Success Gyan Podcast. This is Surendran Jayshik, a founder and CEO of Success Gyan. Success Gyan is India's leading platform for personal and professional development. Our goal is to make 8pm the learning hour in this country. So every Tuesday and Thursday at 8pm, we'll be bringing the world's best trainers to speak on topics which will help you to become a better version of yourself in every area of your life. Your life is the result of choices you have made. In today's episode, we have India's leading brain performance expert, Dr. Meghna Dixit, who's here to guide us on how to make right choices in every situation of our life. Are you ready? Let's get started.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And today's topic is how to make hard choices, how to make those difficult decisions. What is the psychology behind the decisions? So why decisions can be so difficult? Let's dive deeper into this. Ultimately what defines a hard decision isn't so much for the decision itself but it's more of the perception of the decision maker. You might feel that a decision is hard for three reasons. The first reason is the stake for you are particularly high or maybe there is two or more options at the same time in your mind and they have the equal weight. The third reason possibility is the decision that you're going to make is triggering your unhelpful memories and fears and in this case what happens is for example uh, where a choice is you know reminiscent of disappointing or disappointment in the past that has happened because of some decision it will trigger your psychological response and complex you know situations dealing where you start feeling that fear of failure or fear of rejection and every time you get that fear of failure and fear of rejection your part of your this you know the part of your brain that's helping you to make the decisions or execute that decision is going to go back you know most importantly when you say that you know you learn from your past experiences it's a myth most often when you go through a traumatic past experience your brain protects you and it does not allow you to go in that direction Think about it. Like we always, uh, you know, talk about this, that if you are burnt by the milk, hot milk, you're going to take care while drinking even the buttermilk. So that thing comes from the space of protecting you, keeping you safe and comfortable. So the past traumatic event or any memory or, you know, that things comes up in your space, it is going to alter your judgment and it will not allow you to make that decision. A lot of us sit on the fence or the crossroads, and not make the decisions for sometimes days, weeks, and years. Remember, not making a decision is also a decision, right? So consider the people who struggle with the decision to accept a more senior position or considerably higher compensation. Uh, when many others would jump to this opportunity, uh, this might be you know, linked to their fear of failing in a high stake or high visibility position, they may feel that they will not be able to serve it well. It could also be because the option of staying in less senior role is equally attractive, maybe for different reasons, like you know, maybe it's, it's going to help them to take care of their family responsibilities or maybe it will help them to stay where they are because that fulfills their childhood uh, issues whatever it could be, like maybe taking up that role is more fearful. And I have seen this often with successful professionals whose important decisions are regularly affected by the power of an overactive superego. That is an image of a parent or another past figure or authority, irrespective of whether they are still alive or not. And from that space, the decisions become complex, not necessarily because the choice between the two options is complex, but also and more importantly, because human beings are complex. We are complex, right? The word decision comes from Latin word, cadir. Kadir means to cut off. Decisions cut us off from the other choices that we have, other opportunities and the other possibilities of better outcomes. Now that itself is a threat. That itself is a fear that if I make this decision, I will be cut off from everything else. And then your brain starts creating the worst case scenarios. Sometimes it's like, you know, what if the negative consequences come out by making this decision? And for this reason, the act of deciding actually can feel like a self-inflicting wound. Tell me if there has been any sort of A past experience related to the decisions that you are making and that's triggering something in your space when you are now going to make the decision or you want to make a decision because avoiding a decision is in fact a decision I already said that right when faced with a difficult decision it can be tempting to take the easy road and procrastinate a lot of my students complain this that they're all the time procrastinating this attitude of procrastination just simply illustrates what might be the greatest myth about decision making that is faced with two choices, we still have the option to not decide or do nothing. That's a three choice, third choice most people take. In fact, procrastination is not the refusal to decide or to freeze a decision in time. Rather, it is the active decision to remain undecided it is only when you you know realize that procrastination is a decision that you will start finding this option less attractive moreover indecision and procrastination do not postpone the pains of decision to a future day they multiply that pain by spreading it across every minute of every day until you finally decide and some people wait for that decision Till they are cornered and till they are pushed to make that choice. Now, what I want you to do is when you want to make the hard decision, you get your pen and paper because this will require you to do some introspection. Identify the parts of you that want different things. See, most often in our space, we have multiple choices and multiple personalities. Those who are making multiple decisions When facing the difficult decisions, it is likely that different parts of you might want different things. Let's take an example here, okay? When deciding whether to book book an expensive holiday or a luxurious holiday, a part of you which is more prudent, more wise, might think that this this expense is unreasonable. Why do I need to do this? While another part of you, which is like a hedonist, will say, oh, I deserve this. You know, I have done so much of hard work and I, I I, would like to let go and I would like to enjoy and enjoy to the fullest. While yet another part of you, which is more serious, will think that work should come first. Why do I need to go all together on this vacation? Decision-making involves the deliberation between the different parts of you. Resolving this conundrum involves getting them to sit together. All your parts, all those personalities that are inside you. Around an imaginary table, make them sit and to agree on one outcome they can all settle for. So there will be back and forth conversations and maybe you can have those dialogues in your mind or maybe you can start writing. In practical terms, try writing down what each part of you wants and seeing if you can identify a solution that optimizes the joint aspirations of your different inner selves. There could be pros and cons written for every choice that comes up in your space. Even if you don't get that far just yet, the simple act of recognizing your own competing desires will help you to think through the decision more effectively. This is a very, very, very powerful activity you can start doing and maybe you can start doing it as a practice every single day. The second thing that you need to do about uh, decision-making is, maybe if it's a hard decision, creating an objectivity will really, really help. What I read about Spanish priest Ignatius of Loyola suggested, three ways you can achieve more psychological distance from a difficult decision. First, by letting go of your own preferred opinion momentarily. We always have that one part of us which is active and says that this is the right decision. To consider all the objectives you know all the options objectively if you can just create to you know momentary distance and can just let go that that part of you that that decision of you which is your preferred one the second one imagining that you are advising a friend on the same situation to make a decision what would be your best advice for your best friend the third but not you know Last and the least one is by imagining, reflecting from your deathbed. If you're on your deathbed and you reflect on today and this decision. After years, what would you feel about that decision? Would you be happy or would you regret? If you regret, maybe that's not the right decision. Now back to contemporary times like our times of Warren Buffet. So Warren Buffet says that I'll take 10, 10, 10. So he has a triple 10 formula where what he does is every decision that he's making, he asks himself, how will I feel about today's decision in 10 days time? How will I feel about today's decision in 10 months time? And how will I feel about today's decision in 10 years time? Here again, it is about creating more distance between you and your decision to benefit from greater perspective this will really really help you to create that you know that objectivity that logical space in your in, in your decision making where you'll start understanding that how do i make sure that i'm going in the right direction by making this decision the third thing that you need to do is list all your objectives objectives are the ultimate goals that you're fulfilling by making that decision now for example uh, if i decide to move home why is it that I concern myself with this decision? Do I, because I work from home, so do I need a bigger house? Do I need a better space? Do I need a safer neighborhood? What do I need? A better accessibility transportation. The more objectives that you can put for every decision, the, the if, if you have a certain, like, say, if you come up with six or seven objectives, how can you make that list longer? How can you double that list? And the more you increase the objectives in every decision that you are making, the more you'll experience certainty in making certain decisions. Increase the number of objectives at least by 50%. So just do this right now and see any decision you can pick up in your life right now and increase your objectivity. When, you know, in... In, for me, when I'm making the hard decisions, I often use this following approach and, you know, see if that helps you. Like the first, what I do is, what are the objectives behind my decision? Next, that I, what I do is I weigh every decision, every objective, like, you know, at the scale of zero to ten hundred, zero hundred, zero being the lowest and hundred being the fullest. What would you assign to each objective? How important is this objective to you? The third thing that I do is, Now, turning to each option available to you, what marks you will give between 1 to 10? Would you give it to fulfill the various objectives? Just see 1 to 10, how much is the fulfillment quotient of every objective that you have with that decision? And then I ask my students to add up and compare the options. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that the option with the highest score is the one you must follow, but the exercise itself helps you to weigh every pro and con, weigh weigh every decision that you're making, weigh weigh every objective. And that gives you much clarity. At least you will not sit in the fence, but at least you will move forward in the direction of what next. Now, I want to point out here where I was doing the research on decision making and the Uh, more recent work of neurologist Antonio Damasio, he highlighted the importance of emotions in decision-making. His research into what became known as the somatic marker hypothesis showed that people's gut feelings, their bodily-based emotions are very, very important for decision-making. Most people try to avoid connecting with their you know with their emotions that they're feeling in their body the reactions that are there so in decision making it's very very advantageous if you focus on your body for your body will tell you if this decision because your body your subconscious mind is very much in alignment with the future consequences of every decision so when dealing with difficult decisions learning to listen to your emotions and feelings is a very powerful indicator of what you truly aspire for. Now, these are some of the tips and some of the techniques that I use when I'm making the decisions. I've given it to hundreds and thousands of my students and they have been seeing some progress in their decision-making abilities. Which one are you going to test it out and let me know?
0: Thank you so much for listening. I am sure this podcast helped you understand how to make decisions which can alter your life. Do share this with your friends, family or anyone whom you think needs this information. Dr. Meghna Dixit will be live in the upcoming Masterclass and Summits. For more details, log into www.sgsummits.com.